Hi everyone, this is Jen Kesnick and you're listening to You Be You and I'll Be Me, a podcast. Today I have on Carol Thorne Van Heusen, Corinne Van Heusen, Christy Van Heusen Salerno, and thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. (laughs) So a very emotional subject that we're going to talk about today is your son, your brother, Scott. Tell me about Scott. Whoever would like to start. Christy. I'll start. Um, Scott was an amazing person. He was very caring, very giving, very much the life of the party. Hard worker, great dad, great brother, great son, who just suffered with mental illness and anxiety and alcoholism to the point where he felt it was better to not be on this earth anymore. Yeah. And I knew Scott, I say all the time whenever I'm talking to someone in your family, if it weren't for your family, I wouldn't have my family because Mark and I met at Magic's years and years ago. (laughs) And, you know, so I've known your family for a long time and um, I loved Scott. My husband loved Scott. He's a great guy. Um, And I can only imagine how devastated you all are when that happened because I know the whole community was devastated we were devastated we are Mm -hmm. devastated for Mm -hmm. you and but mental illness in this country is really not dealt with and I know from my own experience my own family when someone's acting like not themselves Mm -hmm. I would tend to be like mad at them like stop why are you doing this why are you acting like this snap out of it right we just didn't didn't know any better yeah so when did you first start to know that Scott had something like imp- uh, depression, anxiety? Dis- Me speaking as his older sister, I think Scott always kind of struggled with um, just with life in general. It's like he never got ahead. Yeah. Like um, couldn't catch a break. He couldn't yeah, catch exactly. a break ever. Um, as far as like making a baseball team or like following a dream or. Like, even silly things where even when they moved to Florida, I think, like, the car caught on fire or the bike right. fell off. Like, like he just of course had no, yeah, yeah, no, not a good streak ever for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he Losing was, his best friend at a young age. Right. Um, he lost Judah, who right. was, like, a brother to him. He lost um, our Nana, our mm-hmm. grandma, early. Um, and very sensitive guy. Yes. It started very early, sensitive. I think, with um, the divorce, too. Right. He didn't, he had a hard time with that. And he mm-hmm. never got his uh, dad's attention. Uh-huh. And, uh, and being And the even only had boy. him in counseling then, but it was like, you know, oh, you know, he's okay. Yeah. yeah. But then, and then being the only boy, being, uh, he, he always struggled with being small. He, if you, I don't know when you knew him, but he was. He wasn't small short. when I knew him. No, <laughs> he was like six foot. <laughs> I know, but he was until he yeah. like grew in senior eleventh year, and right? senior year, oh, wow. and after school. So it was like, am I going to be as short as dad? And, <laughs> and it made a difference. Mm-hmm. And and it his self esteem. He was always struggling with it, and uh, he. You know, like the baseball team, oh, yeah, he's a keeper, he's good. He was like a natural athlete. But then they cut him at the last cut and said, you're too small. Oh, so, no. I mean, stupidity on the but things coaches' that really, part. But, yeah, the things that yeah. really stick out in your mind yeah. as a kid yeah. that and, you kind of get shaped by. Exactly. And then his, losing his good friend, mm-hmm. 
he didn't go to Suffolk. He saw, he went there for a week, mm-hmm. but he they were going to make him take speech, and that was overwhelming to him. Right. Well, again, it's, t- it's telling him he's not good enough. Right. You need speech. Mm-hmm. You need the you know. You know mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, no oral like presentation stuff. So then, oh. and then, um, uh, so he, then he went to Florida. And then he came home, and uh, he lost his good friend Judah, and then he lost Nana earlier on. So it was like, why, why? You it's know? just kept on coming. Right. Yeah. He and almost... even Corey Whitney, uh, not Corey Whitney, Whitney, Casey Whitney, mm-hmm. when they were young, and Michael Gutchman. Even in junior high. Two, yeah, like he's just two had friends so were, much right. loss. Yeah. And that, as we Gutchman know. And, uh, painful. and Whitney. Whitney. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like to applaud him, he always was searching for, to feel better. Yeah. So that's why he would go to Florida or, no, I'm going to do this, like setting goals. He kept trying. He kept trying. He like, was always searching. He wanted to feel good. He just couldn't, nothing was working. Yeah. Even to the point where he went back to get his college, he graduated with Rutgers and his turf management, hoping to work at Yankee Stadium. Right. You know, I couldn't play for the Yankees, but maybe I can do the grounds. Well, and that, I was going to say that because Mark, my husband Mark, helped him get into that program and thought he was like, this is perfect. He found mm-hmm. his thing. Yeah. This is what it's going to be. This is going to, you know. I didn't know that. He did help him get yeah. into that? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then um, he seemed to be doing really well with it. He was. He learned like he. We. I typed up a resume for him. Like he was gung ho. Like he was serious about this. He knew about all the organic soils yeah. and, you know. But then he was at the country club for so many years. And like, where do you go from here? And then the winters were long. And then yeah. they made the decision to go to Florida. To go to Florida, and that's when he switched career paths. Switched career mm-hmm. paths, which I feel like is an instrumental part. Huge. Huge I, yeah. and leaving his family your support. Yeah, yeah, of course. Your strongest, support. right? Your, yeah, your immediate family. Right. right. Um, so let's talk about that. He moves to Florida mm-hmm. with his wife and their three children. Right. And once he gets and her there, mother. and her mother. And once he gets there, he was working at uh, for the town of Marathon. So he got a job, you know, benefits, mm-hmm. you know, four hundred one k. Like he started thinking about all this stuff. And, uh, you know, just always searching to make the best life for his family. Yes. Um, so Florida is a different breed yep. of New Yorkers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so everything kind of wasn't his way. Wasn't the same. Right. He's like, they take forever. And yeah. This, and, yeah. and why aren't they using this? And they should be using that. And he just didn't feel challenged. And he right. didn't. And he's a hardworking guy. He's a hard he's a guy. And a hard worker. Yeah. yeah. So when somebody's like, slow down, take your time, mm-hmm. make making me look bad, you know, yeah, that doesn't, yeah. he can't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Right. So, but he was loving the weather, that's for sure. Every yeah. time it snowed up here, we would get, you know, calls and texts. Making fun of us. Yeah. But then he finally left there. He's like, I can't do it anymore. And he got into the Sheriff's Academy down there. Again, mm-hmm. lots of studying and... You know, where he wasn't really a top-notch student, but he was smart. He yes. was bright. What so. did he get? The what award? He oh, was so proud of it. The, the pig the award or the... Or the he was the, the sheriff's name. academy. Yeah. He just... Like the hardest pride and Yeah. <laughs> the, the pursuit and the, yeah. and the energy to... 
be the conquer most enthusiastic yeah. one. And they loved him down there, too. Yeah, I bet. After he passed um, that first Christmas, of course, we didn't want to deal with any sort of holiday, but we went down there and we met with um, Sheriff Penny, who ran the uh-huh. um, program, I don't know, cadet stuff, whatever it's yeah. called, the Sheriff Academy yeah. Yeah. for him. And uh, she was brought to tears. You know, I loved him. Like, yeah. just sitting here with you guys, like, he was so amazing. Like, everyone knew he was amazing. Yes. But he Every, did it. Everybody but him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he really was. Yeah. And then he started working in a correctional facility. Right. And I feel like such a sensitive man like he was, that must have been very difficult day mm-hmm. in and day out to be yes. around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it was very... I picture him making friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, what are you doing back here again, man? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, because we kind of all worked with them at Magix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, Those were our people, yeah. sort of. Yeah, he was... Uh, he was sensitive to it, though. He was yeah. very sensitive to it. And I think where, again, it's not just Florida, but the Florida Keys, which is completely different. Yes. That um, it wasn't like Riverhead's jail. Right. You know, it was like these people were like, you know, got their third DUI. Yeah. You know, like stuff like that. It's not like they were hardcore criminals. Right. It wasn't that kind of place. Right, right. So he was friendly with them. And, you know, he still battled with the drinking and alcoholism Mm -hmm. and. Which didn't start. To know that didn't start until after Judah passed away. He never, he never drank, drank in high school. Yeah, or we college. would come home, Christy and I partying, and you're such dirt bad. <laughs> <laughs> and he never, he just never got into the drinking. I think he saw, you know, a lot in our family, and and he never liked it. And the day Judah passed away, he's he like, okay, let's yeah. let's self medicate, yeah. right? And he would have times where he would sober up mm-hmm. and then not and sober up but on the nights where he was he would get really drunk it wasn't like pass out fall down it was more like I can't live like this I can't just like the I think that's sadness. when the depression and yeah. sadness really which yeah. of course alcohol is is it depressing but yeah. like he'd be out at like a bachelor party and Scott would be like take me to a hospital like take yeah. me to ho- I, I can't live like this anymore yeah from stories that we've heard. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he got the Dewey and Quag. Which you mean after he'd of, been drinking? He'd yeah. Say, yeah. yeah. Live like yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many times he went to rehab, but he got the Dewey and Quag. And I, I got the call in the morning. And um, I thought it was my friend Jen who works for the police department. And he's like, dude, I messed up bad. I messed up bad. No, uh. Tara was like, don't come home. Right. Obviously how a lot of wives would react. Right. And uh, he's like, I just, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? But it was around, wasn't around Christmas? I, I think there were like five weddings in a row or something. And then it was right before Christmas. and A lot going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he ended up, I think, at that Long Island Care in Hampton Bays. Mm-hmm. He's tried a couple different times and was sober a couple. Like he drove us home from Billy Joel in a blizzard because we were all yeah. having a good time. And he was the responsible one. Right. It was in him. He just was in too much pain. Yeah. And didn't yeah. know how to get out of it. Right. I remember him telling me once that um, if it weren't for some fishermen... I'd be dead because he had it. He was down at the Shinnecock Canal, and he had a gun. And I'm like, "What?" But evidently, Judah died. The fisherman talked him into throwing it in the 
He threw it in the in the canal. Canal, and I that guess, was the year or the ago. inlet. Yeah. So he's been he had been thinking yeah. on and off about this, but had so many wonderful things in his life that I'm sure mm-hmm. yeah. he would think like, why am I thinking that? I yeah. have these great kids yeah. and this great family. So he even came to counseling with me because I said, just come, you know. And he came to see the counselor I was seeing. And, um, but he came really just for me and, mm-hmm. and the counselor said, oh, you know, he just has to address the drinking and. But it's not even the drinking. It's like, why are you drinking? You know, it's not because you want to get drunk. It's because right. something's hurting your heart and you're trying to numb it. Yeah. Right? You know, and he tried, he tried yeah. and he tried and he tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I remember it. right after. <laughs> Sorry. Um. We got the Scott tissues. Yeah, I got the Scott tissues just for Scott. Um, Just something that stuck out that you said to me that still resonates with me today. Like, he was just such an empath. Oh, an empath. An empath. Yeah, so he... And you explained to me, I was like, that's exactly Scott. So if if you're working in a place like a correctional facility with a lot of sadness and a lot of violence and a lot of mental illness... You know, that's energy. Everybody has an energy that they Mm. give off. And when you're around that day in and day out, you start to pick up on that if you're a sensitive person like Scott was. And I imagine that, you know, even if it was like not hardcore people in there, Mm -hmm. it's still sad. Yeah. And the energy, like you said. If it was you who, or any of us that said to him, like, I'm having a really rough day, this is happening. It's like almost like how you described, like he took that on. He took it on. Right. And it just made it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, only then can you be like, I can't get out of this. Yeah. yeah. But he would take it on for her, for my mom. He would take it on for me. He would take it on for anyone and everyone. Yeah. And even to the point where he told me a story when he was down in Florida. I don't know if he posted it on Facebook or maybe he just called me and told me. But there was some guy on the side of the road, like a homeless, a lot of homeless people in Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Thanksgiving or the day before. And he's like, you know, like they didn't have money just to give away yeah. or whatever. But he went and got this guy a sandwich and a six pack of beer yeah. and gave it to him. Yeah. You know, just I, because. I do remember Mike, that story. Yeah. Michael knows that story too. And he yeah. says the guy thanked them later on. He, yeah. he would, had got a job and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so nice, but that's exactly who he was. Yeah. You know? What can I do uh, for you? Yeah, it just, it was, we feel, and we've learned a lot also from suicide. Like, my language has changed. Yeah. My, I mean, obviously our lives have changed. It's our new normal. Right. But he... It's like before uh, and after. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was the perfect storm of hell, mm-hmm. which I think Joe's project was a, an organization that helped us that came to the house to like wake us up. Like really? I would leave work when I finally went back to work, I would forget to pick up Caitlin at daycare. Yeah, like I was just like, in oh, a fog. oh, that's right, I have a three year old. Right, you know, like yeah. I was just like, woo. But um, I always used to say, oh, kill me now, shoot me in the head. I know. Or, I, I don't know. even like saying hang in there anymore because right. I think of people hanging themselves. Right. I, I honestly, I would do the same exact thing. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, that's not funny anymore. Like, don't yeah, put right. the emoji right. of the gun next to yeah. the emoji oh, of like, yeah. you know, right. like, don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, like it's just, no. but you don't know until you know. No. Exactly. Exactly. And I still have people around me that say it or I overhear it or, and I'm just like, it just... But you I'm don't not say commit do. suicide. Right. You say died by suicide right. because it means you they 
intentionally. Oh, interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. yeah. That was a big one. I've yeah. educated Riverhead High School on that one. Yeah. And even in the papers, the media that yeah. isn't sensitive to it. Right. Well, again, I Knowledge. think the connotation with mental illness, it's that like nobody wants to touch it with a 10-foot pole for some right. reason. Right. I don't understand And that. I think everybody is mentally ill in some way or not. Like, you can't tell me there's not one person that doesn't have anxiety or doesn't yeah. get sad. Yeah. Some or, kind of neurosis. Right. So every, yes. every single person. Right. And if they say they don't, they're lying. Yeah, of course. One thousand percent. Yeah. Right. And it is just so strange how, you know, it's just a thing. Like, look at all these school shootings. Yeah. You know, these people are hurting, mm-hmm. and that's why they're hurting people. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. Obviously, Scott tried everything. You guys tried to help him, and it still mm-hmm. wasn't okay. And you guys are a tight. Group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for some kid that's like all alone in the world. Yeah. What are yeah. we supposed to do? Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of healing has to happen. Well, even with Scott, the last time my mom saw him, they were exchanging the kids. and uh, The Scott, last time I saw him, he right. was uh, in tears in Homestead, Florida, where we met and did the swap yeah. in the cars. And uh, he he just couldn't stop crying. And I said, Mom, I don't know what to, what to do. I don't know what to do. And... Uh, it was hard to leave him then. Yeah. I, I did, you know, and in hindsight, should I have gone down there and, you know, that kind of, I, you know, it, you it's a lot of questions right. yeah. you have to ask after. Of course. But I knew how sad he was. Yeah. And I knew. But there's also only so much you can do for another human being. Right. You're Especially not them. a 37-year-old married man yeah. with three kids. Well, yeah. he, he, he like get in the would back of the always car. Yeah. ensure <laughs> me. He said, don't worry, I'm not going to do anything stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry, Mom, I'm not going to do anything stupid. And I, I guess I hung on that, yeah. that, that he you wasn't going to do, do anything stupid. stupid. And, but in uh, his eyes, this was helping everybody. worry away, because mm-hmm. I remember the day after you said, I didn't worry about him. I didn't worry night. about him today. Yeah. yeah. Which was... Right. I'd rather have worried about it. Of course. I know. I know. So, I was with my mom in Florida. He died in April of 2014. And in February, I was there for February break. And he had called me quite a few times telling me he can't take it anymore, as he did. Called a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. He made a yes, lot of calls a lot that of phone night. Calls mm-hmm. And that night, yes. Um, so this was the one time in February, and I was out to dinner with my mom, and he called and told me he had had it, and this was it this time. He just, he's, you know, that he loves me, and he's going to, I just can't take it anymore. And I, so I yelled at him. I mean, I was pissed. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm sitting here having dinner with mom, and you're going to do this right now? Like, how self, just how yeah. much I have learned, and it's so much has changed. Because people who don't know think it is a selfish act. Oh, oh yeah. So much, That's so much. very hurtful. Yeah. We hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he was like, Corinne, no, you don't understand. I'm like, oh, you're right. I don't understand. You need help right now. And I'm like, I'm calling the police. And because he was like, I'm going to do it right yeah. now. Yeah. I didn't know that part of it. And he's, I, so I said, I'm going to call the police. So I called his friend because that fall 
was really bad. He had only been in Florida a year, and he was just going downhill, and we could hear it in his voice. And mm. So I had made friends with some of his friends down there, yeah. trying to make Keep contact. Keep tabs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I did call his one friend, Andy, and, and Andy said, I'll go find him right now. I'll go, don't worry, I'll find him, find him. And he did. He found him, but Scott kept saying, don't you dare call the police, because I don't want to be, like, he was already thinking ahead, like, don't put that on me, because I want to do this, and mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to enter, and I was like, oh my gosh, but we went back with my mom, and he did put himself in, the police academy had a, like a an service, EOP program, a program for, for workers, mm-hmm. and he, because I'm sure it's a very common thing in the police force, police mm-hmm. Force. mm-hmm. So they happens. were prepared, you know, and they knew, and he went. He had been missing a lot of work, so... I think Money knew, got tight. Yeah. Money got tight. So he... Perfect storm. Yes. yes. It was the perfect storm. It was. So he, um, you know, he signed himself in, and Andy told me everything's fine, and I went back and told him, like, everything's good, he's safe, he's going to be okay. I, I could... It was like a weight was yes. off his shoulder. He's somewhere, and he's yes. getting taken care taken of. Taken care of. Right. Tonight. So but then the next morning. <laughs> the next morning. <laughs> right. He left. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know what? Guy. I got a good night's sleep last night. I'm yes. fine. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So. Yeah. And then even tempting. the night of, he did make a lot of calls. Because there's a lot of people in town that are like, you know. He called me. He called me. He yeah. Called, yeah. Which, and everybody is like, so. I still have on my phone the message wow. he left me. Yeah. So he, uh, he was calling everyone. And, of course, it was just pure chaos. And. I ran to get my car and go to Kyle's Little League game, and uh, he had left a message, and then when I got home, I had like 27 missed calls or something crazy like that, and uh, I was like, what is going on? And I spoke to Colleen and Nick, and they're like, Scott is on the roof. I guess him and Tara had split, which I didn't know, and he was living with two other people. And uh, they're like, he's on the roof of his new apartment, and da da da. And I was like, okay. I'm like, where's the new apartment? You know, what am I gonna do? He like, didn't even know where he lived. I was, right. Yeah. So I called nine one one, not thinking, duh, nine one one. Hello, Southampton Town Police. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Not Florida. you. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> my brother's in Florida, and he has a gun, and you know, he's threatening he's gonna take his own life. And and they're like, okay, hold on. And my friend Dawn was over, and she's like googling Marathon Police Department. So she, like, was right on that, which I wasn't even thinking straight. How and can then, you uh, Yeah. And then um, when, um, what was I saying? You were on the phone with the... Um, Did Southampton Town help so you? So Southampton yeah. Town hooked, hooked me up to Florida and said, okay, they're on their way. They're on their way. Wow, that's amazing. But and, you didn't know where. But right. I didn't know where. You well, I yeah, I called Tara, and she tried to explain to me. But again, like a marathon key, like I have no idea. A yellow house. Yeah. Right? Pink, oh, that's pink, pink and yellow. blue or that's something. Impossible. Yeah, that's a needle in a haystack. Yes. Right. So they found him, but he kept saying to Colleen and Nick, "Don't send the cops because I'll shoot them too." Like he wasn't even right. thinking. Like what? So. Part of me feels like I called and he heard the sirens and that's when he did it. Oh, yeah. And but I called him selfish because I I actually talked to him. Yeah. On the phone so and, obviously yeah. hindsight, everybody knows everything to do and say and be, but mm-hmm. you just when you're in going it. out of love. Yeah. Yeah. That's what All you have he wanted to. me to say back was. He just kept saying I love you, and then when I wouldn't say it back, he finally he hung up on me and then yeah. I called him back, begging like a half hour later. 
please answer, please answer. And he answered, and he's like, I've got to finish these journals. And I'm like, all right, Scott, knock it off. You know, it's okay. I love you. Click. Yeah. That's all he wanted to hear. Like, yeah. He, he, as soon as I said that, he hung up. Right. He called me, left a message at 424. I love you, Christy Lynn, like choking back tears. And then he called back an hour later. And it's so funny because you know how we are with our phones. We always have our phones. Yes. The fact that I did not have my phone. There's a reason. And the fact that we couldn't get in touch with and you. The I, 524 when yeah. I had the missed call from him because, well, my phone's not here. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, anyway. you're not. You don't right. have it. But like anyway. Yeah. Um, and then, and I was playing tennis. So now I'm like, of course, why am yeah. I? Uh, you know, so anyway, um, then I went out to Home Depot with Connie, and I come home at like 10 o'clock, and uh, Alana and George are in the driveway across the street. I'm like, what's a car doing over there? And they, you guys had called Mary Beth, I guess, and they mm -hmm. came and uh, to take me to Miami, and I still didn't know why. So I told me right to Miami. I think I told you yeah. that something happened really bad to Scott, right. and you need to get to Miami. It's just trauma unit. Right. Yeah. But like it was a shit show. I'm, if it's PG, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. okay. <laughs> you can say shit show. It was a complete. Yeah. Okay. I. When you see the movies, mm -hmm. it's like worse than that. It you. It's crazy because mm -hmm. it's like. No one's in control. No. Samantha went to hug me. I pushed her away. People were fighting. started dry heaving. Yeah. Like, I don't throw up. And right. I was just like, oh. it's, it's almost like a war zone. Yeah. Yes. And I turned around, and our entire family was there. All Pete was booking me a flight to Florida. I was like, yeah. popping Xanax. I'm like, yeah. I can't, like, what Thank is... Thank God somebody had yeah. a Xanax to give you. Yeah. <laughs> we always had Xanax. <laughs> Xanax. <laughs> don't worry, we're covered. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't sleep. Like, I had two young kids. I, you know, she was by herself. Oh, well, was with Alana worst. and George. Yeah. That was the worst. And Pete's but like, not being able but to they get left. To you. And yeah. yeah, so I was alone there with him. And that's Tara signed over and the rights to my mom. So she I don't was... think she signed anything. I think she just left. Oh, okay. I don't know. You were in charge. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. And that was in 2014? 2014. Yes. So here we are four years later and... Still just as hard? Yeah. Harder Almost sometimes? Harder, yeah. Yeah, you still have those aha moments where it like grabs you in your chest and you're like... Like I was going through his clothes the other day and uh, it just was like... Um, I was hugging his clothes. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and moments, especially when you're watching his beautiful children yeah. Yeah. go through milestones. Mm -hmm. Or even my children. Yes. Like, this Yesterday. weekend yeah. was I really mean, hard. Yeah. The communion. The communion was really hard. Yeah. And Mother's Day, like, our heart breaks for her. I yeah. Know, her like, heart breaks for me. Right. wanted a text from him. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like... It made me have a better Mother's Day because I was getting pissed at my kids that they weren't doing enough for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, think about tomorrow and what we're going to talk about. And I don't have a thing to complain about. So <laughs> It is. It's like you just have to live in the moment. And, like, it, it, again, this situation has completely changed 
Like, be kind. Yes. Like, give someone a smile. If the lady at the grocery store is being a bitch, you like, don't know maybe it's you don't know for why. a reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always think that about, like, like again, I'll, I'll bring that up because it's mental illness. The kid in Florida who um, was the school shooter, yeah. that's uh-huh. the last one. Yeah. Now, his mother had died. He had no dad. He had a history of problems, and then he went to go live with a family, a random family, and everybody in the school knew he was, like, not well, and something was going to happen. Everybody knew it. So where does, and being someone who works in the school system, where does the school's responsibility start of watching a kid like that and being like, you know what, like, I would hope... That if I were gone yeah. and my kids were in school sad to the point where they were going to hurt themselves right. or someone else, somebody would notice and be like, are you okay? Yeah, Something. yeah. And it does happen in the high school level. Unfortunately, it's younger and younger. I'm part of a Facebook group, um, Compassionate Friends for Suicide Survivors. And like you have these 12-year-olds taking their own lives. And you know, we had a student last year that took his own life. And I'm talking captain of the football team, like, not a clue. Right. Not a clue. Like, everyone was just like, wait, what? Like, to the point where his parents were like, no, like, he was murdered or right. something. This like, there's no up. way. Yeah. So, there's, I've learned there's all different types of suicide yes. also. There's, like, the immediate reaction part where you were like videotaping a girl or doing something inappropriate at a party and you're in deep trouble. And you're like, I got to And you're like, oh my God, I just disappointed the world. See you later. And it's just like an immediate thing. Mm -hmm. Then there's people that suffer with bipolar and depression and anxiety and people like Scott that have just been hurting so long that they just can't take it anymore. Yeah. And then there's the people out in left field who you just like... This Riverhead, it was just like, wait, what? Like, so I think there's all different, and it will come to guidance or social workers' attention if a student's like, if the grades are dropping, or you know, but there's only so much the school can do without parental consent. But even like kids, you know, like, I hope people raise their kids like, I know you did, I did, you are. You you did, to like you see that kid sitting alone, go talk to him. Be yeah, nice. Yeah, be kind. Be humble and kind. Yeah, and be mindful. Be just like aware. Aware. Just don't be mean. And I'm not saying I wasn't mean ever. I've definitely had mean streaks or being a bitch to people. But I don't know if it's older or life's lessons. But just I know. be kind. But the earlier like, you why? can learn. You yeah. know, because it's a confidence thing too, you know, like yeah. you kind of wear that bitchiness as a little armor yeah. when you're younger. Yeah. And then as you, you know, age, you're like, I didn't need to be like that. Yeah. I can drop it. Yeah. We can all be friends. <laughs> and everybody's worthy of being here. Yes. On this planet. So. And I think school in itself too is hard. You know, like I know my husband has dyslexia growing up. Same, like, why aren't, why can't you do this? Are yeah. you stupid? What's yeah. wrong with you? And, you know, we don't all learn the same exact thing the yeah. same exact way. Right. And to made be, to me, made felt that, like, something's yeah. wrong with you yeah. for years and years and years yeah. sucks. Yeah. That was me. And in school, I was like, I needed resource room. Yeah. I was in this. I was tested for this and that and the other thing. 
And, like, when I graduated high school, I was just like, well, what the heck am I going to do with my life? I guess I'll just get married. And, right. You know, which went real fast down the tubes. <laughs> and then it was, like, a learning lesson for me. And then I finally went back to college um, in my later 20s. And which I, I remember, think is when everybody should go. Yeah. Totally. You yeah. should live a little life yes. first and figure out what you want. Yes. And I remember taking my first test and I, like went to the teacher's office hours and I was just like, what did I get? She's like, you got a hundred. Why are you so worried? And I was just yeah. like, what? Right. Like, oh my God, I know how to do that, you know? <laughs> but I, it like took me till my late twenties to like start getting my self-confidence to realize I'm not dumb. And just because I needed a little help in high school or yeah. maybe what I was being taught. Well, your was, frontal lobe wasn't even fully formed yet. How yeah. are you supposed to know everything? Yeah. You know, like but they expect you to, they do. And it's not okay. It's, getting it's not okay. Yeah. Like figure out what you want to be when you're 17. Yeah. I have no idea. No, I figured it out like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> We're still figuring it out. <laughs> uh. I know. So I, yeah. I go back and forth with with suicide. I, I'm still trying to figure out if it's even something. I mean, of course, we just want the statistics to go down and you want to help however you can. But we've talked about how if if someone really is so like mm-hmm. Scott, mm-hmm. is there anything we can do? Right, or? because we are our own person. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I still feel guilty to this day, and I, I, I know that's that's not healthy either. But my mom said to me, like, I have to, we have to help. Like, wh- what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And I was like, there's really nothing. We we just have to ask God to help him because yeah. I think we're doing everything. We we love him. I say, let me come down. I let me do this, and we're always gonna second guess. It's just who we are. But I think everybody does that. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, but mm-hmm. I think. This was what he chose because he wanted to go be with God, or he right. wanted to. I mean, and even even yeah. like there's suicide prevention or there's suicide. I'm like, it's more suicide awareness. awareness. Yeah. Like, are you gonna prevent it? If someone gets this in their That's mind I mean. at the right time and the right yeah, if if anyone's in the perfect storm at that moment, mm-hmm. there's no preventing anything. Right, they're just gonna do it. And I had a dream. I've been begging to have a dream for of Scott. Like I'll wear his clothes. Uh, yeah, to like bed a little tap on the shoulder. Yeah, mm-hmm. like come on, like yeah. give me something, show me happiness. And I saw a medium and she said, You can't dream about him because you go to that dark place. Every time you think about him, I go to April twenty third twenty second, the phone call, the helicopter, the yeah. just the nightmare of it all, the post traumatic stress that I deal with. Right. So I finally had a dream about a month and a half ago and he was, I, it was like four o'clock in the morning and I like fell back asleep. This isn't my dream, but this is when it happened. So I fell back asleep and I went out in the kitchen cause I heard some noise and Scott was like his chunky little baby self in a <laughs> diaper, but like banging on the, um, on my cabinets, banging on the cabinets. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, be quiet. So I went back to bed, got back up. I kept hearing the noises and I'm like now what and when he was like 10 or something he had this really high fever where he was hallucinating and he was chasing after Corinne at my dad's house going mom mom and my dad was holding him back and I was just like what is going on so he was like in some hallucinating state Uh in my dream and I was like you have to stop like just be quiet 
And then, so he didn't listen to me. I tried to go back to sleep. I came back out. And then he was the age he was when he died, forever 37. And he was standing in the kitchen and he's crying and crying and still looking for something in all my cabinets. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, why am I here? And I'm like, what do you mean, why are you here? He's like, why am I here? I don't want to be here. I chose not to be here. Why am I here? I said, because I can't stand to lose you again. And he was like, well, I don't want to be here, and I'm going back. I was like, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. He's like, yes, I am. Wow. And then I woke up. Wow. So to me, like most people, I tell them that, and they're like, oh, my God, that's so... I'm like, it gave me comfort. Yeah. Because he's happy where he he's is. He's happy where he is. And if you read, like... 90, what's it, 90, 90 minutes. minutes in Heaven, mm -hmm. or, yeah. like, these medium books yeah. and stuff. It's not a bad place. No. It doesn't That's, sound like it. This is the struggle. Yeah. This yeah. is right. the hard part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Being know? here and, and dealing with the grief yeah. and the pain. That's And home. I'll also say that hospice helped me. Like, they have bereavement programs, and she did the 12-week bereavement program I've done the 12-week bereavement program and then Corinne did and we all had to do it separately I still meet with my group yeah and granted this one lost um their mother this but when you're grieving people that are grieving get grieving yeah, yeah. and there are so many groups it's there's suicide specific suicide, group which helped I me a lot yeah. in the beginning in because it was really because Suicide is different. People yeah. treat you different yeah. from a suicide death. Right. It's like sometimes it's like people will avoid you. Right, and, and then, that's the other thing. We or like what kind of keep saying parents were you? Yeah, yes. you know. Yes, right. Or, you know, you. I, they look at you funny. You know, it's just a judgmental thing. Yeah, and uh, like he did that. Yeah. So yeah, you know, didn't yes. die of cancer. Right. 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 Right, which like, is why we wanted to do this when you first yes. reached out to me, and I was like, "Hey, you guys want to do this because it gives us an opportunity to talk about Scott, yep, and talk about suicide mm -hmm. that isn't so taboo anymore. Yeah. It's more of an epidemic, absolutely, and and like, and talk to us. Yeah, I mean, I who someone after Mark Johnson after church one day. Uh, Shortly after Scott died, was telling me a story about, oh, get all the candy. I want braces. Some silly story. Yeah, me too. I, and I was so happy. I teared yeah, up. Yeah. But I was so thankful that yeah. he shared yeah. that memory yeah. with me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid that, that not, to, yeah. not right. to bring it up. I right. want to talk about him, even though he didn't die from cancer right. or yeah. whatever. I still want to talk about my son. I still want yeah. to talk about my son. And, uh, and we get that, too. Like, once in a while, Corinne and I will get a text of a Bud Light. And, like, yeah. we're having one for a buddy today. <laughs> yeah. Or one of his best friends, Kevin, has become, like, a brother. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Well, yeah. you posted something, which made me reach out to you. You posted something like, please don't stop talking about people who are, you know, it was like a meme, but it was yeah, like, yeah. please don't stop talking about people who are no longer with us because it makes us happy right. to talk about them. And I was right. like... Want to talk about them? Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk yeah, about them. I do. It's hard. Like, sometimes you do, though. You'll get an eye roll or something. I'm like, are you serious? Because you get an I, eye roll? I hold back, I feel like. And I, gosh, if I could talk, I would talk about him 24 7, you right. know? And it's not always I'm going to cry. I want to laugh. I want to tell you most but funny stories. But if you do cry, and, it's okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Yes. And I, you, the I know. people need to know not to feel bad if they 
if you tear up. It's right. okay. I, yeah. It's good that I, it right. means I loved him to death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's why. And yes. thank you for sharing. Right. I know. And that's another thing that I learned too with my counselor. She's like, um, I'm like, it just sucks. But she's like, you loved him for 37 years. This isn't going to go in a day right, or right. a week or right. like, it's not and the go. closest it's not going to go. The closest ever. bond besides you know you and your husband and your children is your siblings. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, this is forever. Yeah, and we, as you know, the town knows. Everyone knows. Like we are a tight family. Yeah, and, you know, Absolutely. we just like arm in arm and. Yeah, I mean, when my mom died, we all slept in the same bed for yeah. for like. Scott always slept long. in the same bed with me. <laughs> <laughs> I he never out. wanted to sleep alone. Those matchbox cars didn't work. <laughs> Here, look, new car. Yeah. Stay in your bed. Yeah. yeah. No. But all the grief groups like were very helpful. Like hospice, the suicide-specific group Patch that's in Patchogue. Compassionate yeah. friends. Compassionate friends. Um... I went to equine therapy. Oh wow, that's over cool. Over at Spirits Promise, which was amazing. I just went last fall and it it more stuff came out. Sure. And then um, I went to a, a Su- American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Okay, yeah. I went to this conference, three day conference in Chicago, and it was amazing. Yeah. I was dancing like Scott in this one group. You, you. There's these uh, plenary sessions where everybody's in, but then you would break up into groups, whether it was art or maybe you want to work on legislation, maybe you want to write a yeah. book, maybe you... I went to dance therapy, and I was dancing <laughs> oh, like that's Scott. Perfect. And, but it, it that's just... Awesome. It's awesome. It, and to learn a lot and and... To be with other people who are experiencing the same things. Right. That aren't necessarily your family yeah. either because exactly. she's grieving different. We grieve different. Everybody's grieving a different relationship. Right. I, like you want to almost get mad. I'm like, why is she so sad? I am pissed. Or right. like, there were different emotions at different times. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you think. But then you meet people who aren't mm-hmm. your family and there's like zero judgment. And yeah. Zero. Not that we... No, no, it's just, it's your human. Yes. (laughs) And we also learned, like, to speak about it and be honest. Like, my kids did Camp Good Grief. I mean, like, how do I tell my five-year-old and three-year-old that my uncle, you know, took his own life or, you know, shot himself? Like, where, how do I even? Yeah. But they helped me. Like, okay, we're going to go to Camp Good Grief. You know how Pop-Pop Man had cancer? Mm -hmm. Well, Uncle Scott was sick, but he was more sick in his head and his heart, and Mm -hmm. he just just didn't feel like he could be on this earth anymore. And That's a lot of pain. Yeah. Because not only do you feel the sadness, but your kids see you sad. So it's such a a whole, it affects everyone. Right. And now we worry about his kids because... uh, Michael, for a while, Angry. thought he Guilty. played a role in Guilty. it yeah. because his last conversation with um, Scott. with Scott, there was like an argument because he hadn't done his homework, and the reason he did, he said he did, he said he did it, but he hadn't done it, mm-hmm. and Scott found out about it and was like, well, you know, giving him a hard time, and he says. That's some he terrible. Says, so he was yeah. mad. So yeah, like he's the reason. He, that that so you have to when they're here we try and help them process it we help them 
talk about him. We got for them to be with. We said, is it important that you have? um, Because the Briley and uh, Caitlin were like, "What is that garden? Whatever cemetery." (laughs) So I said, "Is it important? Do you guys want?" your dad to have a stone there and we can put his ashes in and they they thought that so we all went to the stone place and picked out the stone and they picked out the letters they wanted and And the cross and the the cross and one love and then when they came back around Christmas time we all went over there and the priest came and we I had them each write a note I said if you want to write a note and put it in the box with your dad's ashes if you want to write him a note or whatever. And the girls were right on it, drawing pictures. <laughs> yeah. and, and later that night, um, I said, Michael, you know, it's up to you. If you want to write something, fine. If not, that's okay, too. I'll, I'll read you what I wrote. And I read him what I wrote. And before you know it, he comes and finds me. He says, how do you spell booga? Because Scott <laughs> used to call him booga. Oh. And I'm so he had written a note, and it it was such a note. I miss you, uh, whatever, and I forget. I have I have it. I he, took he a was picture of it because apologizing I apologizing. Yes, was also he says upset uh, mm-hmm. right, and uh, it was it's precious. And yeah. I took a picture of it, and I actually sent it to him because he would he didn't have a copy of it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so you know what in the box that you That's gave great. to your dad. I'm sure yeah. that was very and powerful for all them. All that is was healing, I think, for them. And then but just last summer or last last time they were Christmas. here. Christmas. They wanted to go. He says, Ma, can we can yeah, yeah, can we just stop at the um cemetery? And we did. And all of a sudden he's sobbing again. Yeah. So it's just like starting now. Yeah. He's, I feel like he's really starting to release yeah. A yeah. lot. And I was a teenage boy. Yeah. You know, yeah. So impressionable. Yeah. Right now. And, but she, he feels so comfortable. Him and my mom's relationship yeah. is just like. It's nice. Yeah. <sighs> but it's great to come, for them to come back to West Hampton every summer or whatever, mm-hmm. because I'm sure, like, it must be fun to everywhere you go, there's people that are like, oh my God, your dad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's great to hear. It is I mean, great. My father-in-law passed away um, in like 2001, and Mark still loves it when he runs into old friends of his who yeah. are like, "Let me tell you this story yeah. about your dad." You know, yeah. like because they want to hear it, we want to hear yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So don't be stuff. afraid to talk about Scott with you guys or bring mm-hmm. him up or, you know, yeah. any of that because it's only one love, right? It's all one good. Love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did one love get started? He always used to say one love god bless mm-hmm. one love god bless i think it started with from what i heard it started with judah, judah. and him and their their relationship moms. with their moms oh yeah that's so what sweet. he told me yeah. So. Yeah. yeah yeah they are they're like their the moms, moms were their rocks yeah yeah their, yeah their dads weren't that impressive in the picture yes. and then we they each had one love yeah, yeah. so then yeah. after he passed we i needed to keep Busy, and that's how I handle things. So I'm like, hey, let's have a golf tournament. Right. Let's do yeah. this. Let's have a golf tournament two months later. Yeah. Okay, what? Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that had 
to take a break too. It's just you you're in this like crazy zone where you have all this energy in there and then I just Well you gotta figure out where to place that energy. Yeah. Yeah. And that takes some time. Mm -hmm. So sometimes things like that are great because it's like a distraction until you're ready to deal with what you have to deal with. That's probably exactly it. (laughs) That is exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So not doing the um golf tournament for a little bit taking a hiatus from that Mm -hmm. but is there still a way for people to donate to the one love foundation that you guys started there is i mean we definitely still on plan on doing yeah some more you know sometimes Um, it's fine to take a break and right come back and then get people (laughs) we thought maybe we try and do something for his fifth year angelversary yeah. uh-huh. and maybe try and get the kids up here yeah, and, and have them be a part of it. Have like kids, like a barbecue. He always loved barbecue. Something yeah. Yankee related. Yeah. Or. So we can uh, keep everybody updated on that. Because um, there's no shame. It was just, he was just in so much pain, mm-hmm. but what a wonderful guy. What a great guy. I loved when I saw him because I would be like walking around the golf course and he'd be driving yeah. on a golf cart and he'd be like, like always so happy, you know, yeah. and just trying, yeah, trying to be the best, be, be the, the, best the best person whatever. he could. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I know. I know he loved his dad, too, because I remember that video on Facebook oh. of your oh, dad yes. oh, surprising yes. him yep. and him yes. bawling his eyes the out. the best video ever. It's so good. That is, yeah. I mean, every time it pops up, I'm like, oh, oh my God. Me, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I keep sharing it. I'm like, sorry, got to share this there. And everyone's yeah. probably like, Christy, why? No, it's nice. I like yeah. when, it, when I see it. Yeah. It's very moving. It is very yeah. moving. It speaks a thousand words yes. that video mm-hmm. yeah. and like okay maybe I wasn't the dad that you needed me to be when you mm-hmm. were little but I'm here he yeah. told us all that before he died yeah. that's dad. good yeah he made amends when he got very sick he uh he uh, loved he, I love you guys I just didn't I, really know how to I be did the best dad. I could yeah. do I don't know right. what to tell you you know <laughs> and now that we are grown we yeah, know, we know yeah. oh yeah you're just trying to do your best exactly. nobody's like yeah. I'm gonna be shitty yeah, you know, it's yeah. like yeah. trying. I'm gonna get the worst dad ever award. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. my goal. Yeah. I even danced with him at my wedding to "I Did It My Way" by Frank Sinatra because <laughs> the man did not give a shit about anything right. except what he was doing. Right. <laughs> so That's funny. So, yeah. May so, he rest in peace. Exactly. So they're up there together. Exactly. I believe and it. they're now have the relationship that Scott always wanted to have yep. with him. Mm-hmm. Now they have it. Yeah. It's like, why couldn't you have figured out here? But okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you get it one way or another. I mean, exactly. it's all, you know. Yeah, that was part of the perfect storm, I think. Sure. The loss of him the year before. Yeah. The the move to Florida, the homesickness, mm-hmm. the, job. the job, yeah. finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He and was not marital eating. Marital problems. He yeah. wasn't was, eating. No, he wasn't sleeping. No eating, no sleeping. And, well, there you go. And, you can't yeah. last long without no. him. No, and... Alcohol. The rejection, the alcoholism, mm-hmm. and then the rejection. Sure. In your relationship, you know, like that. No, because he kept wanting to. Let's fix it, but he, you know, he didn't know how. He didn't know how. Yeah, he no. couldn't stop the drinking, yeah. and yeah, that was. I mean, the perfect storm. that was the perfect storm. That yeah. was the perfect storm. Yeah. 
Um, so suicide awareness, not prevention, is what you urge people to find out about. And, mm-hmm. you know, never... And post-vention. Yeah. yeah. Because, because people like us really need... You're dealing with the fallout. Right. Yeah. And it's a lot. It is PTSD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you guys so much for thank coming you. on. I really appreciate it. And I think it'll help people to hear you talk about this. And it'll bring a smile to a lot of people's faces to hear mm-hmm. you talk about Scott. I hope so. Yeah. One love, God bless. One love, God bless. One love, God bless. Peace. Love you, Scott. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, everybody. Peace.